0: Church, this world needs the church. The Institute of God has his place on earth. What would it look like without the church? Can you imagine what this world would look like right now if there was no churches anywhere? It'd be a mess. It'd be a mess. But what is the church? And that's what we're we'll going to be looking at this morning. Thank you, sir I won't let you keep standing there. Good job. If I was to ask you this morning, what is the church? If you would ask, be asked, what is the church about? Because a lot of people have different thoughts about the church out there in the, in the, in the world. I remember bringing my mother who was raised in an uh, Anglican church in England, stained glass windows and that. She couldn't get her head over the fact that we had no stained glass windows in this building. And she goes, oh, I thought this was a church. Yeah, this is a church. Because uh, people... Think the church is the building. Of course, the church is the building is where the church meets. Um, the building is not the church. In Scripture, we see the word uh, ecclesia which is the, a Greek word meaning the assembly, the called-out ones. The people here that are the assembly—we are the called-out ones. We're called out by God. We're called out for a purpose. We're called out for a reason. We are the assembly. So the assembly meets in the building, the house of God, but the church is the assembly. There are five functions of the church as we look at it. Um, the church is here to worship, and we had a great time to worship here. Thanks to the band for that. We're here to teach the word of God. We're here to have fellowship. That's why we have such a great cafe out the back there. And good coffee. Thank you, Sophie, for arranging that. And uh, we're here to evangelize and to serve. One of the greatest things that this church demonstrates is their servanthood, the will uh, willingness to serve others. Yeah. We have such great teams here, and uh, going out during the week doing different things, from street light on a Thursday night to uh, different meetings that we're associated with. Jesus said, "The greatest one amongst you is one who serves." Okay. So if we take out the church, we take out a lot of that sort of avenue. Uh, nationally and, and uh, worldwide. The church goes out to reach the lost. The church goes out to serve the people. So can you imagine what the world would look like without the people? Serving people, without the church. 1 Chronicles 16, 29 says, Give to Jehovah the glory of his name, bring an offering and come before him. Worship Jehovah in his beauty of holiness. So it tells us the church should worship, and that's why we spend so much time in worship, where are lifts up the one that, whose name is above all. Matthew 28, 20 says, Teach them to observe all things, whatever I command you, and behold, I am with you all the days until the end of the world. It tells us that the church should teach. We need to teach. We're living in some interesting times right now, and we're facing a lot of different things. And we always made a point of speaking what is going on in our world. We've done a series called the Hot Topics of Things, but unfortunately not all churches are like that not all churches are speaking out and dealing with the issues of life we've spoken out about the uh, issue of abortion we've spoken out about the issue of the lgbt community uh, and it goes on and on and on because we need to hear what the bible has to say in god's word about our current condition in our world Amen. so we need to teach the word we need to listen to this and look there's lots of ideas and thoughts going around and. Uh, you know, it's, it's bizarre to see even how the church has changed somewhat. There was uh, a little um, video going around of a, I think it's a Lutheran church in America, where the pastor there is preaching a message of LGBTQ, XYZ um, people, and you know, it has changed the Word of God. And they're bringing all these pronouns and things, all this into her message. And I thought, this is terrible. This is not what the Word of God says. When we. Have ideas that are different to the Word of God. We've got to realize that we need to adjust, not try adjust the Word of God. There's too many churches trying to adjust the Word of God to suit the current uh, whatever's going on in our world. We must stand on His truth. The truth will always remain. Hebrews 10:24 says, "Let's consider one another to provoke to love and to good works. Nor forsaking the assembly of ourselves together, as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another." as so much the more, as you see today, approach it. It tells the church should have fellowship. Yeah. We need one another. It's like, you know, some people go, oh, yeah, I go every so often. Like, it's, not, it's not like a club. We're not a club. We need one another to grow from each other, to support one another, to help each other. A lot of people go through different difficulties, and it's great to know that the church is there because the church is your family that supports you. The family is there for you through your difficult moments and your times. And that's what it says. It says not to forsake the gathering of the believers together. And you know what it also says? More so as you see the day approaching the return of Jesus. So we see that day getting closer and closer. So that means we need to be um, meeting more, not less. It needs to be more. And unfortunately the trend worldwide has been less, not more. But I believe that's going to change. I believe there's something that's start to erupt in our world. You're going to see the hand of God move and people will be coming back to the church looking for answers. Mark 16 15 says, and he said to them, go into all the world, proclaim the gospel to all the creation. So in this verse here tells us that the church should evangelize. We need not just to keep it to ourselves but we have to go out for others. We need to share wherever we go the word of God. We need to share the love and the message of the gospel that's why we have a church in uh, Myanmar that we support, uh, we have a church there in Yangon and we go there on a regular basis, unfortunately we can't go at the moment, it's not safe because there's fighting going on, but we are out there to evangelise, we are out there to spread the gospel and just from this church's uh, outreach to uh, Myanmar we've seen well over 2,000 salvations of people coming to Christ through uh, those meetings. So we need to continually evangelize. Evangelize is not just out in another country. It's in your own country, in your own workplace. It's in your own situation. In fact, some of the greatest uh, times I've seen of people coming to Christ is through my workplace. I used to be a motor mechanic, just sharing with staff members. I saw so many people come to Christ through that event, just sharing with them and uh, speaking uh, the Word of God. And each one of you you know, will have that also... Opportunities, and if not, if you don't feel we have that opportunity, start praying for that opportunity. Yeah. Say, God, give me an opportunity. Give me an opportunity to reach somebody, and I'll tell you, he'll make an appointment with somebody. It also says in one Peter four ten uh, each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in the various forms. It tells us that the church should serve. Yeah. We should serve one another. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jesus said the greatest one amongst you is one who serves, not one who preaches, it says one who serves, yeah. and of course preaching you are serving, but in a different capacity, but we need to have that heart to serve others, let's not hold on to it like for ourselves. The church is the only organization that exists for others, we exist for others. Yeah. This is the reason we assemble here to help others, to reach others. The church has withstood the test of time through much persecution over the years. If you're right back in church history, you'll see Jesus' time onward, the persecution that happened on the church, and we we'll see it hasn't changed today. If you look in Fox's Book of Martyrs, uh, who wrote a book on the early uh, Christians, after just probably prior to uh, the end of the, the uh, records of the scripture, we start seeing a lot of saints and things that were written in the books and recorded who died for their faith. It's quite an eye-over to see some of the stories of the Book of Martyrs because it actually shows you people willing to really stand for their faith, even to death, you know, tied at stake, burnt at the stake. Incredible stories. When you read the Book of Martyrs, see, there was one story of a guy that would not recant and said, I believe in Jesus Christ and I'm willing to die for it. And as he s- stood there, they tied him up to a, uh, some wood and um, they lit the fire. And they said, eyewitnesses said they saw his body starting to melt away with the flames, yet he was still speaking out God's word. They they, they were just amazed. And even the rope had fallen away to the And even though he was, was a charred one, he was still preaching the word of God. Incredible stories when you read that sort of stuff. In fact, I remember speaking a lot of those stories in my first time ever preaching. And of course, it was not the right day to do that because I found out later it was Mother's Day. I was talking about all the uh, things that uh, these early martyrs went through, you know, being burned at the stake, <laughs> a hot tar poured on them, beheaded and all this, and uh, this lady came to me at the end, she goes, lovely message, but wrong day, and I said, what do you mean it's Sunday, it's the day you preach the word of God, because no, it's Mother's Day, Couldn't you've had a happier sort of, and I said, oh, it's Mother's Day, sorry, I not realise it. Even in the Book of Mars, I found uh, through my brother, we, we actually had a uh, relative, direct line to a guy called Philip Humphreys in 1558. Queen Mary took the reign in England, and she uh, was a Catholic. And anyone who did not follow the Catholic teachings, she was burned at the stake. And I thought, how bad is that? And uh, my great, 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 whatever it is, uh, he would not recant, and he would also burn at the stake. But that sort of stuff didn't finish with then, it is going on today as well. Uh, In 2022, um, a group called Open Doors said at least 360 million Christians experienced high levels of persecution and discrimination. This was 20 million higher than 2021 the year before. The group also estimated the number of Christians killed for their faith rose to 5,898 in 2022. 2022, Up from 4,761 in 2021. Afghanistan, North Korea, Somalia, Libya, uh, Yemen, saw the highest rates of persecution globally. So this is going on right now in our world. Because the devil doesn't like the church. The devil doesn't like the truth being known. Because he is the father of all deceit. He is the father of lies. And there is no truth in him. The church has always grown in times of persecution, though. Yeah. Though the persecution comes against the church, the church grows. That's what probably really annoys devil. because he thought he's winning, but he's a loser and he's going down. And the church will continue to grow as people reach out to people. We are called to reach people. We are called. The church is there to reach others. But for this to happen, we, are, uh, we who are willing to serve need to reach the others in, in ways that we can. We need to look for ways. We need to be other-focused rather than self-focused. We live in a world that's very self-focused. It's all about what's in it for me. But when we change that and go, what's in it? what can I do for others? I mean, we just heard the great story of Annie and her team. Uh, sorry, um, Annie's part of the team. <laughs> and uh, we just all about the Guardian team uh, and with Kristen and that. These guys are thinking about others. They're not growing for themselves. You know, they're, they're growing for others and doing a great job out there our ministries and support of others, we will impact many people. We're here to impact people. That's the church's job, to impact, reach out to people. We have many ministries that operate in this place. You know, through our Connects, Youth, uh, we do different outreaches of women, caught up in domestic violence, our church in Yangon, we, we support Genesis Pregnancy, uh, we had Compassion here the other week, we've got 86 kids as churches support, sponsoring, uh, helping our streetlight, look, the list goes on, but those things are only uh, can happen with people that are willing to serve. So together, we can achieve great things. Together, we can make impact, an impact in our community. And together, we can help change lives because we are called to make a difference. <clears throat> but you know what? It will cost us time. It will cost us money. And this is why this time of the year we take up a special offering, which will be the next two weeks, called our Vision Builders, and. Uh, Many people have participated over the years, and the Vision Builders helps us to achieve those things. Our, off, our ties and offerings taken weekly help keep the place running, but on top of that we need more financial support to uh, reach our missions and also in just to do this place up uh, because it's quite a big building and uh, finding a few leaks in the roof that need fixing and things. And uh, But we can do that, we can do that, and we've had generosity of people over the years incredible generosity, uh, and that's where we are today. A lot of people think, oh, this church, well, building, this is amazing, like, you know, so who, who bought it for you? Well, nobody bought it for us, It just the people here pay for it, everything you see in this building. When we came into this building uh, some 20 years ago, it was just empty, because it used to be indoor cricket and volleyball, and uh, I remember there used to be a roller that was on the side there we blanked in all off now, and I used to drive a car in here and to drive all around as we started like cleaning things up and painting the whole building. There was no walls, no ceiling. It was just a massive place. And, but we had a massive vision, a vision to reach our community. And when we looked at it, we go, well, there's a lot of work here, but we're willing to do it. People got excited, people got on board, and we slowly started building. And over the 20 years, we've seen a lot of changes, and there's a lot of changes to happen here. But we're not doing it for me. Yeah, It'd be so much easier just to sit home and do nothing and watch TV. But because the call of the gospel is to serve others, to reach others, that's what the church does. Yeah. That's what the church is called to do. So that's why we're going to be taking up a offering in the next uh, couple of weeks to do that. Now I want to take you this morning to uh, my main scripture of Matthew chapter five, verse fourteen. If you've got your Bibles with you, read through to verse sixteen. It says here, "You are the light of the world. A city situated on a mountain cannot be hidden." nor do they uh, light a lamp and put it under a grain measure but on the lampstand. And it shines for all those in the house. So let your light shine before men, so that they may seal good works and may glorify your Father in heaven. Let me just pray this morning before I start. Heavenly Father, we thank you this morning for your word, for your truth. And as we unpack it this morning. I pray, oh God, it will stir within our hearts a desire to serve you more, to speak out your name, to be what you've called the church to be, Father, I pray today that God just speak to us and uh, challenge each one of us. Father, we thank you for your goodness towards uh, this church. We thank you for being with us over these years, and we know, God, you have more in store. And Father, I just give you all the praise and all the glory for that, in Jesus' mighty name. And all people say, Amen. Matthew chapter 5, verse 14 starts off with this, You are the light of the world. Jesus said you are the light of the world, but you cannot make yourself the light of the world. Jesus says, you are the light of the world because of your relationship with Him. So with your relationship with Him, you become the light of the world. You are a living example to others around you. You are like a representative, You uh, you are an ambassador for Christ, you speak out those names wherever some people have this thing where they change instantly when they come into church. During the week they're at work and they are a different person. Come to church and they switch on their churchness. <laughs> Whatever that word is. They become a churchy person on Sunday. but During the week they're not. You would know they're the same people. But God has called us to be the same people wherever you are. We are the light of the world. We carry the message, the hope of the gospel with each one of us. Ephesians 5a says for you then were in darkness but are now in light in the Lord. Walk as children of the light. Every day we walk in, we should be walking in his light, in his truth. And I'll tell you be the biggest witness to others that see you from outside the world. Most people when I worked um, as a mechanic and spare parts guy would say things like you're not like other people that work here. And probably that was just I'm to pick that up because I didn't swear like they did. I didn't swear at all. But, they, <laughs> but I'm just saying that as in, people see a difference in you, and they should see a difference in you. And why would they want to come to church if they see no difference in you? Yeah. Yeah. This is legal to understand. People are looking for hope. People are looking for answers. People are looking for something different to hold on to. And if you, if you come alongside them and, and they know that you're a Christian and uh, you go to church but you don't show up anything different to what they're doing, you know, they can go, why would I want to go there? There's no, like, answers if that's what it's like. Yeah. And unfortunately, some people have been like that. See, a light is meant to be seen. Are you hiding? Are you hiding your faith this morning, or what you believe? Or you open up to let people know? You shouldn't hide. You know, I, I have some interesting conversations, and I sometimes set people up so they ask me what I do just so I can start a conversation. I was in a... Uh, a health shop the other day and a lady uh, started talking to me, she goes, oh, you're into health stuff. I said, oh, yeah, I absolutely am. I've been into it for a long time. She goes, oh, okay, so you find it's working for you?" oh, absolutely, absolutely. In fact, I found all these new products and I started rambling off some stuff that she hadn't heard about and she goes, oh, this is interesting. Do you seem to know a lot? And I said, well, she goes, what do you do for a job? I'm a pastor. And she's just suddenly taken back by that because she was expecting me to say, oh, I'm a naturopath or something like that. I said, so. I'm a pastor. And I'm concerned about people's health, I said. So, you know, you can use any little situation just to get in there and say something. And um, so always be ready to give an account for the hope that is in you, as it says in 1 Peter. We are called to be a lighthouse to the world to reveal the truth, speak the truth. Yeah. There is a lot of darkness out there, and we are the light. We bring truth to the matter, what's going on. You can't believe the news, as Donald Trump rightly says, the fake news, and it is fake news. Um, my mother-in-law always believes that it's all true because she's seen everything on TV. She says, I saw it with my own eyes. And of course, you know, with CGI and all the other stuff he use now, they can make you look like anything. It changed me to look like Donald Trump and speak like him. That's the technology we have today. So you can't believe anything you see on TV. But you can believe God's word. You can believe God's word can believe his truth. And uh, the light that's in us is used to warn others. You know, I know a lot of stuff that's going on in our world right now. It's something I wouldn't even talk about yet because I haven't got the 100% proof to tell you. But I can tell you that God is doing a movement in this, in this world right now, exposing darkness. And it's exposed by those that believe in the light. Those that stand up for truth, for justice. We've got lots of things going in our world right now and you are seeing some big movements even just this week in America. There's military moving everywhere on the streets and things. Uh, something is about to arise. And uh, like I said, you've got to see a lot of things happening in our world. It will affect Australia as well. And um, you'll see changes happen because there are things happening. It's like the enemy has pushed so hard, but his corruption and evil and now the light has shone on it and it's exposed to it and it's all falling apart. And God is going to break through in this time, and we're going to see people come into church because they need the answers, they need the hope. John eight twelve says, Then Jesus spoke into him saying, I am the light of the world, the one follow me will not walk in darkness, not ever, but will have the light of life. I want to say this morning, when things do start getting rough, you know that Jesus is in control. You just need to look to him and not worry. Because you are going to see some trouble stuff, you're going to be blown away. If you read some of the stuff, and the stuff I've read, you're going to go, oh my goodness, this can't be real. And I go, well, unfortunately, some of it is. As of next week, you're going to see, start the exposure of the child trafficking going around the world, the evilness of that. There's a movie coming out next week which will expose that. Uh, you'll be shocked to know how many governments have been involved with child trafficking around the world. Uh, our own governments and people, it's just horrific. Know what's going on. Of course you're not going to see it on the mainstream news. See people go, oh I haven't heard of that, that can't be true because I haven't seen it on the news. You won't see on the news because they control the news. They control just about everything. But I'm telling you God is going to move upon this uh, world and uh, there's a big shaking coming. And as I said before the shaking will start with the church. Because God's going to get the church right. The church for too long has been asleep. The church for too long has been just a la land, just happy clappies, as one person says, you know, without any uh, effect to the world. We need to be situated, position in the right place that we can reach our world for what is coming. Mm. A city situated on a mountain cannot be hidden. We shouldn't be hidden, you know. Like uh, we need to be seen. We need to be seen, and, and I, I want to work on this building like. We put up new signs, but it's still not being seen up, I don't think. From what I understand, people have wandered in here and go, oh I live in the neighborhood, I didn't know you were here. How long have you been here? That's about 20 years. And they go, what? So I have to work on the signage. But people need to know there is hope and there is a place that they can come to. We need to be a light. Shine out at the top. I remember being in the Himalayan mountains in the nighttime, because there's, you know, it's just, it's just wild wildlife in there basically, but there's a few little villages, and and it's amazing what one little light will do in the darkness, it just penetrates the darkness and just see the light. Probably the greatest moment I've seen in that time was um, uh, years ago I went down the mines uh, at Broken Hill, and the guy goes put a little miner's hat on and went down the shaft, you know, several feet down, and they had lights hanging everywhere, it was all birds just walking down where the mine and stuff, and then we got to the end of this tunnel, and pretty compact and he says right just make yourself comfortable we're going to turn the lights off and I go what for he goes well you'll see and as he turned the lights off it's like I've never seen that dark <laughs> you know i see dark you know home eternal life, but nothing like this when you're in a mind it's just completely black but then he just turned on one light and it just penetrated the darkness and that's what we are called to do is to penetrate the darkness with the truth yeah. and the light of yeah. God's yeah. word so as a church, we need to be well-positioned so we can be seen by our community and be open to our community. We're here to reach our community. And it's so exciting in these times we, we meet up, Sharon and I, with the other pastors in the Salisbury area. We just met with them the other day. and It's great to see we're all working together, cheering each other on, reaching different groups, doing different things, because uh, the community in this area certainly needs uh, some help. But you know, each one of us can uh, be seen as well as a light. Make connections with people. Look for opportunities. We've just done a series where we, last week Sharon talked about generosity being a blessing to people. Look for opportunities. Don't wait for things to come to you, but actually step out and do that. You know, if you see somebody in need, go give them a hand. You know, like people go, well, I'm not very good with the evangelistic thing. I don't know what to say. We well, just say hello. Yeah, that's the start. Everyone can say hello. I, I do that whenever I, um. well, Sharon was one just where I'd go, I'll just pop into the shop for five minutes. <laughs> and, and as uh, I'm in the shop, I'm getting text messages, how long are you going to be? <laughs> you said five minutes, it's like half an hour now. Because I, I just start a conversation with people, and, uh, and it's amazing, like the one I had just the other day in that health food shop. I'm, now I've got communication going there through emails sending us some stuff and that but um, you just never know who you're going to talk to and how you can make an influence but it starts with hello be a friend be a friend start being nice to people you know yes be nice to people and uh, (laughs) and you will have fun i'm telling you you know like i can go in several coffee shops around here and where i live and so as i walk in they know my name they know my order they know just about everything. They ask me how's my week been, what have you been up to this week? Because I tell them a lot of crazy stuff I get up to and they want to know more. But but that's it. But it's like it's family. And uh so and even if I miss him one day, oh where were you yesterday? We missed you, you know, it's like <laughs> checking in on you. So that's good to good to know. That starts with a relationship. You can all start up that, you know. And, and uh, as I said as a I'm the pastor of this church with Sharon, but we, we see it as bigger than that. We're pastors wherever we go. So we're always looking for opportunities to do that. Okay, further on this verse here, it says in uh, verse 16, So let your light shine before men so that they may see your good works and may and may glorify your Father in heaven. Is your light shining? Questions. When did you last do something for someone else? Can you think of that moment? You know, I spoke to our connect groups last week just saying, you know, and you think we a moment where you show that generosity. Because we need to change the view of what people think of the church outside. Yeah. Because they think we're just after their money, we're just after something. So when we actually give them something with no strings attached, they go, hang on, what's, what's the catch here? I know, there's a hidden camera, isn't there? And so, You know, they, they get very suspicious about things. Yeah. But when you just give something, no, no, I just want to bless you. What? Why? Because that's what God would have. I remember Barry Smith, who was a, an evangelist, he said, he said he would carry around with him a can of petrol. And he said, because quite often you see a car broken down, running out of petrol, you just go over there. And he uh, just said, hey, what's happening? He said, oh, my car's running out of petrol. So I've got some. He'd fill up their car, and they go, how much are you? Oh, nothing. He goes, why are you doing this? "Is well, I'm just showing the love of God. And, and they'd just be blown away. There's many little ways you can do do things to show the love of God, wherever there is a need. I was sharing the story when I was in Vanuatu at the checkout, how this young lady had um, didn't quite have the funds to pay for her goods. Uh, you can see her scrambling through her pockets, and one of her uh, fellow uh, people was right behind her. And as soon as he saw her in need, he straight out there and starts paying the money, no questions asked. And I said to the person, uh, I was and the locals, I said, oh this is nice, oh that's what we do, because we're family, so we see somebody in need, we help it doesn't matter if we know them or not, don't know them personally, but we just do it to help I thought, wow, what a great attitude and that's how the church should be, should have an attitude to help, to show the world the love of Christ, show the love of God through us because we are the light of the world, we are the light, and if there is no church, there is no light Jesus shines through us. And this morning, I wonder where you stand with all that. When was the last time you, you did something for somebody without any strings attached? Because we're living in a world right now that thinks that if you do something, you owe that person back. It's great just to forgive, no, no ties, you know. Challenge yourself. Just go, okay, what, what can I do this week? Look for something this week. Here's your homework for the week. Look for someone you can bless. You know, it's amazing. It can be something as little as a coffee. I shared my group the other day. I went to get a coffee uh, at uh, Golden Grove here one time. and just I don't normally even go there, so they don't know me there. And I just walk randomly and um, placed my order. I just wait a few minutes. The coffee comes out. I goes, there you go, sir. And I said, well, how much is that? Oh, no cost. And I went, oh, what do you mean no cost? Is it freebie day. Uh, and I said, no, 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 no. Uh, the lady that was here just before, she paid for it. And I said, what lady was that? She said, oh, she's gone off now. And i have seen in the distance. Some lady, well, I don't know who it was. Uh, but I thought, wow, that's amazing. So as you give, it will be given to you. The Bible says. And I'm telling you, I just love those opportunities to jump in and pay. We've had, like, sessions with friends where we're all fighting to pay. <laughs> the person behind the counter is going, what's going on here? Because they say, well, that would come to size." They're all jumping out of our cars to tap them like swords. <laughs> and uh, just hey, because we both have the same sense of we want to bless each other. And uh, so I just pull out the pastor's card. I'll play names, on the pastor, right? And uh, <laughs> But the thing is, it's great to have that generosity. Stop thinking about yourself. And I'm telling you, as you're generous, you'll see it will come back to you. That is the church. That is the life of the church. People just say, hey, that church is great. It's like for our visitors here today, who are visiting with us, we like to give you a free coffee. You know, like we, we like to just get that, and you're welcome to uh, get one straight after after the service, because that is the heart of the church. It should be the heart of what God shows us. We should be doing what God has called us to. So I want to encourage each one of us. We start this whole thing on the church is to understand that we are the church. You and I are the church. People often say, what's the church doing about this? What's the church doing about that? I've had people come up to me as a pastor and say, oh, what are we doing? What's the church doing about this? And I said, well, what are you doing about this? And they go, no, 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 uh, what's the church doing? I said, who's the church? Oh, that's right, we are. I said, yes, yeah, so what are you doing about it? You need to challenge me sometimes. All good. Well, let me just pray this small. Just close our heads. Oh, close our eyes. And bow our heads, <laughs> not close our heads. <laughs> That'd be a big trick. Uh, close our eyes, bow our head this morning as we come to a close. Uh, I'll get that right. Uh, you know, this whole walk of generosity, of love others, following the Word of God comes with a relation with Him. And this morning, perhaps in this place, you've not got that relation, you would like that relation, perhaps you've never understood what it's like to be forgiven of all your sins and knowing you are right by God. If you're not sure about being right with God this morning, it's just about receiving Him, repenting of your sins, and giving your life to Him. Perhaps in this place this morning, you've never given your life to Jesus. You'd like to do that. You want to start a whole new life, the hope that He gives us. If that's you in this place this morning, wherever you are, just raise your hand and I'd love to pray with you. Uh see so you perceive uh, Jesus as your Lord and Saviour. Or well, perhaps at some stage you've done that. And, and uh, you just need to do a recommitment. Or well, you're not sure. It doesn't matter as long as you get right with God. Because the days ahead uh, are going to be very interesting days. And if you do not have God to fall back on. Uh, uh, I don't know how you're going to survive. But if that's you this morning. If you want to give your life to Jesus. See if as you say, just raise your hand. Nobody's looking around. I'll see the hand. I'll just pray for you. Thank you, Jesus. See the hand. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. My God, we give you praise this morning. We thank you, God, for your goodness towards your people. Well, we're going to say the sinners' prayer this morning. I know that I am a sinner and I ask for your forgiveness. I believe you died on the cross of my sins and you rose from the dead. I turn now from my sins and invite you to come into my life to be my Lord and Savior. I thank you. If you've made that your prayer today for the first time, be assured that uh, you are born again as a new Christian. If that is you, I'd love to meet up with you afterwards. That'd be great. But for the rest of the church, I want to challenge you to be the church. Not to say I attend church, but I am the church. There's a big difference between saying I attend a church and I, and I am the church. <laughs> Because you are part of the congregation. You are one of the called out ones, Ecclesia, that I talked about at the beginning. Each one of you has a place. God has given you an assignment. Each one has an assignment. Each one has a different gift. Each one can do something different for the kingdom of God. So I want to challenge you this morning to step out in that gift that He's called you to, to reach those that don't know have no hope in